How's it going, everybody? Adrian here, and welcome back to the Gaming Observer Daily News Updates for Wednesday, December the 1st. It's a brand new month, and as always, we're going to be talking about some video games today. Now, the stories that I have for you today are kind of scattershot, just a bunch of different video games to talk about. No real hard-hitting stories. So, uh, let's get into it. The first game I want to talk about is Farming Simulator 22. Because the newest iteration of that franchise has now set a new sales record, with more than one and a half million copies sold in the first week. You know how sometimes we talk about, like, niche gaming communities? Man, you can't get more niche than Farming Simulators which are actually just wildly popular. This is a big win for the developer because it's the first time that they are self-publishing the game, and it also has cross-play between PC and consoles. So, hey, if that sounds like something that would strike your fancy, feel free to check it out. For those of you playing Halo Infinite, it looks like they recently updated the progression system once again. And so previously, the system was that you would get 50 XP for completing every single game, no matter what. And now they're making it so you get 300 XP on your first game, and then gradually reducing the amount of XP that you earn following that first game per day. There's still a lot of work to do for their progression, and obviously, you know, the general narrative of that game has been it's really good except for, you know, the cosmetic stuff. So we'll see how it progresses over time. But hey, the campaign is coming out soon. I'm sure a lot of people are looking forward to that. Hey, here's an interesting one. A new Rocket League game has come out, but it's not what you would expect. It's not like a Rocket League 2 or anything like that. It is a Rocket League mobile game, which is not a straight port, but is more like an adaptation, because the gameplay is kind of arcadey and is actually a 2D side-scroller. So you can play 1v1 or 2v2, and it's the exact same concept, it just has a fixed camera. It's called Rocket League Side Swipe. So it's available now, free to play. Feel free to check that out. Looks actually pretty decent. Dead by Daylight is going to be getting its next DLC, it's launching today, called Portrait of a Murder. So this is adding a new original killer, survivor, and map. The killer is called The Artist, and is able to summon a flock of killer crows, and the survivor is a CIA codebreaker. And hey, if you are a PC player, then feel free to pick up Dead by Daylight for free on the Epic Game Store, starting tomorrow on the 2nd. It also includes all of the previously available DLC, so it's actually an extremely good deal. No better time to jump in. I've talked about this one a few times, but another expansion is the second part of Minecraft's Caves and Cliffs update, which is also now available. So it's got some new underground areas, allowing you to get to what they call the Deep Slate. They've got some bigger mountains to climb, and a few new biomes. Not surprising, considering the update is called Caves and Cliffs. Gotta love Minecraft, right? What a great game. Another expansion to talk about is coming from Warframe, which they are calling their biggest narrative expansion so far, and the most ambitious thing they've ever done. So I guess Warframe is is largely a mechanics-driven game, but this expansion is going to do a lot for the game's story. In fact, the first teaser for this happened all the way back in 2018. So the player is brought to a whole bunch of different places, the story is told from a number of different characters, it's quite lengthy, and so if you want to check it out, it's called The New War, releasing on December 15th. However, new players are not going to be able to just jump into this, you're going to have to have done a bunch of stuff in the game already. Hey, while we're here, let's talk about another DLC. It's from Dead Cells, and it's called The Queen and the Sea. This is the third paid expansion that they have announced behind the last two, called The Bad Seed 
and Fatal Falls. And this one has a pretty distinct, like, water theme. The biomes are called Infested Shipwreck and The Lighthouse. It's going to give a new ending for the game, because it's previously only had one way of, of ending the game. And hey, it's only going to be five bucks when it comes out, so that's a pretty good deal. Most of the updates that they do for that game are free, so these tend to be a little bit more substantial. Okay, and the last thing that I'll mention is that if you're invested in Starfield from Bethesda, they released like a seven-minute video talking about the game. Nothing necessarily substantial, but if you're looking for every morsel of details, then that's where you want to be. And hey, folks, that's going to be all for now. Thanks so much for tuning in. It's greatly appreciated. Of course, back with the news tomorrow, as always. And until then, happy gaming, everyone. It's the TGO After Show. Hello and welcome. Hello, my friends. Thanks for your patience in my absence yesterday. And uh, hey, you might remember I am going to be attempting like a binge play of a bunch of games that came out in 2021, and I want to be able to play them in time for my Game of the Year discussions. Just as a reminder, some of these games include Guardians of the Galaxy, Inscription, The Forgotten City, Death's Door, Little Nightmares 2, Genesis Noir, and Psychonauts 2. Definitely at the bottom of the list is Psychonauts. I don't expect I'm going to be able to get through all of it, to be perfectly honest. You know the rate at which I complete games, but if I set my mind to it and I dedicate a lot of my free time to it, I might be able to get it done. Oh, and I miss one game from that list, and that game is Sable, because that's the game that I am currently playing. If you don't remember, Sable is uh, like an exploration game, a la Journey. I think it's a little bit more detailed than Journey. It has like quests and I don't know. I never played Journey, but it has a lot of stuff in there that, that feels very Breath of the Wild-like. And uh, hey, it's very good. Apparently, it's one of those games that you can just end at any time once you've, like, kind of met a minimum requirement. Because they want the adventure that you go on to be unique for you. I probably won't end it very early. I'm, I'm going to do a fair amount. Because it's a great-looking game. It's got this very fantastic art style. It's like a hand-drawn, cel-shaded art style. It's so full of character. Like, I'm super bought into that world. And uh, anyway, yeah, very pleasantly surprised. And great soundtrack, of course, by Japanese Breakfast. I played one of their songs on the show before. So anyway, yeah, like I said, lots of gaming ahead of me. Guardians of the Galaxy, I'm super excited for. I think I've said before, but but my friend purchased that on Steam and I have it through family sharing. So I'm going to be playing that. And I'm probably going to be purchasing Inscription and Death's Door. Inscription is a confident purchase. I know I'm going to love that game. Death's Door is less so. I know it's a Zelda-like, and uh, I don't know, those those genres, or that genre, I should say, has been pretty hit or miss traditionally for me. However, you know, it's 20 bucks for an indie game. Like, I'm not going to regret the purchase, I don't think. So there you go. You know, that's what I'm up to in terms of gaming. Anything else going on? I don't know. Not much. I'm reading Elantris from Brandon Sanderson, which was his first published book before he really took off. Pl- also pleasantly surprised by Elantris, to be honest. It is, um... I don't know, I read the description, and I was like, man, I'm probably, this this doesn't sound as exciting as his other books. But I, I had no reason to be concerned. He's got some great ideas in there, and you can definitely tell it's his early work. The, the writing is not to the same quality, but it's totally fine. I, I'm enjoying it. After Elantris, I think I'm going to go to, well, I don't know, actually. I'm going to have to decide what my next series is. I don't know if I ever said this on the after show, but I, I recently read and completed The Road by Cormac McCarthy. It won the Pulitzer for fiction. Uh, I enjoyed the book. I thought it was very good. 
the the lack of of grammar was kind of strange. I think the only thing he used was uh punct or sorry, not grammar, punctuation. I think the only thing he used was a period. He never used quotation marks or commas. And all the artsy fartsy people like really go crazy over that. So I, I'm not one of those people. I, I would have preferred the quotation marks. Anyway, they they turned that movie or sorry, they turned that that book into a film as well. And I watched the film and they did a very good job. I, I actually think it's one of the best movie to I did it again. One of the best book to movies I've ever seen. Uh, I think my only criticism, I guess, is that the book is very atmospheric. The book is all about like describing the environment and watching these two people survive in a world that is just constantly fighting against them. And it's quite slow, you know? It's a very methodical writing style. And then there's some very high action plot points kind of scattered throughout the book. Well, the movie is just all of those plot points in quick succession. And they don't really give it much time to breathe in terms of showing the survival aspects. You never, like, I never really felt like the characters were surviving or trying to survive in terms of fighting hunger and cold and weather in general. Uh, whereas the book is like, that. that's the whole book, you know? So I kind of wish they would have added an extra half an hour or removed some of those plot points if they were really stuck on time and then just showcased what they had to go through to live, you know? But anyway, highly recommended. If you're into survival post-apocalypse style stuff, it's very, very good. Though not as uh, plot-driven as lots of post-apocalypse stuff is. The the book, anyway. You can watch the film, no problem. It's really good. Anyway, I'm out of time. Thanks, folks. Hope you're well. Chat tomorrow. <laughs>